What's up? Welcome to a new episode of Movie Schmovie. This is episode 342. My name is Steve. I'm one of the co-hosts. And as always, I'm joined by... Ron. And John. Also known by, if you're following the YouTube feed of this podcast, uh, the, for the video element, uh, our <laughs> new anointed Obi John Kenobi. <laughs> Yes. Um, I didn't get the memo. We should have named ourselves uh, something, you know, tying into some of the topical things we're going to be hitting this episode. But good to see you, Obi John. It's actually just Ben right now. But oh, it's just Ben. Oh, okay. So I'm, we'll I'm honestly, I'm honestly working through a lot of stuff right now. So you just you, you let us know when you're comfortable with it. Okay. It's a developing <laughs> situation. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I respect Understood. That. Understood. Um, so yeah, we're gonna go through a couple uh, new new items today. Like we got uh, a new Miss Marvel show on Disney Plus mm-hmm, that started mm-hmm. uh, this week. We've got a new episode of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus as well. And uh, I think you guys are gonna talk about a, li- a little bit about the episode four of The Boys season three, which is on Amazon Prime. We'll get to those in a moment. But um, at the top of the episode, we wanted to talk a, a couple trailers that came out some as recently as today, or the day we're recording the episode, which is Wednesday. Um, actually, a couple of them came out today, but uh, let's talk about the Black Adam trailer that finally came out. The the Warner Brothers, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, huge movie that's coming out in October. Um, could you be less interested in this movie? I didn't even watch me? the trailer. <laughs> okay, well then um, maybe maybe it's a yes, maybe maybe it's a no for you. But I mean, like it's not. I, I guess I could watch the trailer and then be less interested. You know what I mean? Than I theoretically yeah, true, am right true, now. True, true. But to not yeah. even want to watch the trailer was yeah. it was definitely. But I I, I I thought I would. I just didn't get around to it. You know, so it's not oh, like okay. I decided I was never. That's gonna a good. Watch that, it. That's a good litmus, though. Like, if you haven't seen the trailer. Like, are you have like where are you on the on the Black Adam of it all? Like, are you excited to see this? Do you beyond your awareness of the character? Just the the marketing, the word about this, the way that it's been promoted by The Rock or Dwayne Johnson. Uh, are you interested in this movie, John? Just just even not seeing the trailer. I am interested in Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate. Okay. End of sentence. Got uh, it. Yes. <laughs> no. Honestly, that's the element that makes me the most interested. Like the idea that they're building some larger mythology with like a group of characters around this character that I do not give a shit about. Like I've never cared about Black Adam from from the comics. Nor did right, I. Nor, nor do I feel like it was even a name that I heard mentioned that much uh, in the twenty year span that I was like really into comics. Or maybe right. that's not quite true. The ten year span that I was really into them. So if he's some kind of classic character. I don't know his lore. Um, I was a bit more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy, though, so it's possible that it just kind of slipped through the cracks. I I feel like there's something... We've talked about it before on this show. There's something kind of grating on my nerves about just the way they have talked up this character... Right. trying to drum up excitement about this thing that I, yeah. I, I but I, I you know but but min, many of these comic book movies have come out a, a character we didn't care about and then the movie made us uh, have an investment in them so I, yeah, that's not a sure. that's not a mark against the movie but as far as like the type of movie it seems to be and the fact that it's got this weird ego stroking thing for 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 the rock I don't know there's yeah. something about it that kind of turns me off but I but I'm sure that that has nothing to do with the story they're trying to tell. Um, right. So yeah, that's where I am with it. I'm, I'm like, yes, I definitely did not watch the trailer when I when I could have like ten different times today that I had time <laughs> to, to yeah, watch the yeah, trailer, yeah. and I didn't do it. So that's where my interest level is. What about I you, have... Ronald? Um, I think 
part of my issue, there's two things. The Rock might be too perfect of a guy to cast for a superhero. That's one. Okay. And two, I don't because of that, the conflict is not there. Because of the ego stroke thing that you're talking about, because this wasn't because this is in his his wheelhouse, because this is like his production team, his people, something about the way they're presenting his conflict, the one that's on the screen is his son dying, sacrificing himself for Black Adam. There's something about it that seems like he's he's too like perfect in that scene or like I feel like if it was on the hands of somebody else, the conflict would be a little more intense. And like I said, The Rock is almost too perfect of a person. Like he didn't have to train any extra that he did for this role. He was just himself and they casted him. He didn't have to do any extra DC training, or, or if he ever did a Marvel, he wouldn't have he to. He found do he found a couple of new muscles somewhere because you can see, yeah. like he did, he did do the training. You're saying he didn't need to do, which is true. But you're right; he but already had not, the physique of one of these drawings, if not more, he, almost more cartoonish than a drawing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> The Rock is actually bigger when he was wrestling than he is now, which is even weirder to think about. Like he's leaner now, which is yeah. even that's a strange thing to think about. He's he's more defined. But he was way bigger as a wrestler. He was like, like a big slab huge. of meat before, and now he's, yeah, he he's was got huge. that chisel. It was all yeah, defined, look. yeah. Um, but that's the weird thing about him, man. Like I yeah. went from like him being this person I was rooting for to him being like the man. He's the man yeah. now, right? And I didn't know. I didn't want it to be like that. I don't know what point. He started to be the man. Like he started to be. It's weird because I'm rooting for Batista more than I'm rooting for The Rock, and I love The Rock's wrestling career. Like I love. Right. I'm obsessed with The Rock's wrestling career and right. the beginning of his acting career. He, even though he made a bunch of shitty movies, like I do really. I've rooted for him. So something's happened. He's made a turn, and it's 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 irritating the hell out of me. Even watching what's your favorite rock? Uh, my voice cracked for some reason. I guess I'm, my voice cracked because I'm nervous that the rock is going to come and like break me. In he half. does listen to the you, pod. So you are not going to believe. You are not going to believe. If you ask, if you're asking me what I think you're asking me, you're not going to believe it. What's your favorite rock movie? Yeah, Southland Tales. No, oh. Richard Kelly. That's a weird one, man. But it was him I got hit and weird. run uh, as my favorite, which maybe that's a weird one too. That's a that's not a bad one though. I got but pain again. Oh, pain again. That's oh, what I meant oh, to say. Oh, come on, come on. That, I mean, yeah. Is he in a movie called Hit and Run too, by any chance? <laughs> but he, he was. That one I know what, the, I think like I know the what rundown. You're about, no, that that yeah. one was fun. With I, Sean I, that's what Scott. I thought. Yes, I thought you were talking about. I love that movie. No, I meant pain and gain. Thank you, Steve. I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about the rundown. No, I completely. Hit and Run is definitely a movie, and it does. Yeah, that's a. That's a Dax Shepard, Kristen Bell movie. Okay. I not like the movie. That's that's my favorite rock movie. <laughs> it's the fact that he's not in it is what you meant. I love yeah. it. I, every minute of that movie, I just think, what if Dwayne Johnson were here? Not, what would he do? Yeah. Oh, you, you meant Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You just didn't mean like rocks in the background. That's uh, now that you right, said right, that, right. I, I, I actually like it when there's a little there's bit a of, lot a, of rocks. A, a rock and roll soundtrack is really what I was talking yeah. about. That too. That too. But yes, but, Pain yeah, and yeah. Gain was the movie where Pain I realized that he could yeah. be good yeah. and, and not play the kind of ego-stroking character that we're talking about. You exactly. Know, that, that was totally. a bit more, he was at the mercy of a of a director and a story, and he played a character, and I think that appealed to me. Agree with you. Yeah. That, that's, I like the Marzi. No, no contest. I like yes. a Marzi. 
But I also yeah. like painting. Painting game is his best. But I liked Southland Tales just because it was like the first time that I realized that he could be an actor. It was the first time I saw him in a thing that it felt like he wasn't being cast solely because he was The Rock. It was no like, it was just a strange casting and it was just like, you could be perfect for this. And the whole movie is just like a big swing too. Like in in such a big... And he's game for it in that movie for for sure. However you feel about that movie. But um, yeah, I don't know. Something about this one just, I have zero interest in it. Like I was talking uh among some friends one of them being the friend of the pot amanda uh hey, she, amanda. Made a, she made the point which is kind of exactly what i feel is that like this dc idea of like these overpowered demigod heroes and like mm-hmm. and like it's it ties to what you're saying rana which is simply that not only is that the thing with the character that they're selling or that we're going for in the story and every piece of this mm-hmm. trailer is just like it, it just screams overpowered indestructible what's the conflict what's the threat and what you're describing about the rock physically and like his character his charisma his everything it's just like that just takes it exponentially like it's just like it makes that problem for me it makes that problem even worse because i think there's no like vulnerability in who they cast to be this overpowered hero exactly to really kind of make me wonder how they could approach it instead like again everyone has said it in some way it's like you've cast like the superhero of male actors on the scene right now to play this demigod and it's just like it's cool because he physically is you know he looks like you know a greek or he looks like a god you know but like there's something you know like i don't know and and, something's off the similarities to like shazam it's kind of weird and like it's like i know there's some connection there but um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'll, I'm going to still check it out out of curiosity. Yeah. But for all the, you know, the the promotion and like, you know, he's his own like he's a, a walking hype machine every which way you can like find him. He's talking about this movie. And for yeah. this like to be the big reveal, I don't think the trailer really is all that great as a trailer itself. But I mean, I don't think it does anything for the movie to try to get me interested if I was concerned that it would just be like the rock being indestructible, but that's a selling point to, to, to a, an audience, but not to me personally, I don't think. But there's something even weirder about this. They've been sitting on this trailer since CinemaCon. Right. Right. Which is strange. Like if you wanted to get this thing out, you would have put this shit out, you know, immediately. Like did they, they not adjust so ex- their slate at some point though? Did they not have a lot of stuff that, I feel like there was a there was that trailer that came out uh, early in the year that was like uh, all the yes. DC movies yeah, are yeah, coming yeah. out this year, and then they they yeah. after shortly after that announced that Flash I think or something had gotten bumped back. Uh, did everything fall back a little bit? Is there is that maybe a reason why they had it ready the, and then they or did this one not move? I, I honestly it's, I'm it's talking out of my ass right now. It was still coming out this year, <laughs> but you might be right. Like I think that something got rearranged. Like I think it was supposed to come out a little earlier. I think it was, I supposed, think to, absolutely... it was supposed to come out in July. Okay, yeah. But so, but I mean, things move, and it's like it was literally yeah. like a week or two after Thor: Love and Thunder, and it was just like yeah, yeah. They, they, everything basically moved. That the Flash, Aquaman, a lot of their movies just shuffled around the whole year. So, so no, so no, I am really smart. I was I was 100% oh, the, yeah, intelligent. No, no question. No, you you oh. you weren't wrong about that, man. What a so relief! It's 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 a strange thing, and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Even if they didn't have a date for it, it feels like they would have 
put something out about it. And that preview that they showed before was just him being weird in a cave. Yeah, yeah. I just so I I think that you said something to me, Ronald. To... Maybe you said it on the show that was funny. You were like, uh, they think they can get me excited about this movie by showing me this scene of him in a cave. <laughs> and I was just like, well, there's more than just that. But it was also yeah. sort of like, yeah, it was no. weird to have this tease weird, that was this kind of weird moment that, again, it seems like it's fueled by this belief that we're sort of we're all we're all just slobbering and ready for this thing. But yeah. but I don't know. You know, maybe they know they haven't created that kind of demand for it yet. So here's here's I think here's it's gonna bomb, man. I really do. Rock's Rock's brain about movies is in the nineties. His body is 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 in 2022. You know what I mean? Like it's no, his body's one is, year behind. I like that. Yeah. There's something really off about the way that he thinks that a blockbuster should go that feels very reminiscent of things we would have been impressed about. Like it when the shadow was out. If this was out when the shadow came out, I'd be like, "Oh, shit. oh my god, yeah." <laughs> oh, that would have jizzed my pants, man. But because it's 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 now, and people, the curtain it has been lifted, and there's a level of transparency that we have as fans. You know, there's more. There's all different kinds of superheroes that we watched. Yeah, one that we're gonna talk. Some that we're gonna talk about today. Um, that just has kind of dissected all the bullshit that we've seen from the 90s. And he doesn't seem to know that. It's it's true. It's like this project is, is seems to be trading on the idea of like that it's going to be awesome to see The Rock like look like you said, like a god, and mm. have this... like it, It's almost about how well do they achieve this look and this feel and how, how badass does it look? Because otherwise, mm. the story... I mean, again, it might have all the surprising like humor and life in it and that, or something engaging that brings us in. But it, the fact that it's from what you were saying about like the avenging his son stuff, that this all sounds like it's, it's like that kind of quasi Shakespearean style of like superhero story. It's going to, it's going to have like a big, yeah. a, a huge mythology aspect to it. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I think you're right, Steve, too, that tying it, I, I mean, I've always known this character had kind of a similar origin. He's like a different spin on Shazam, or he has a tie to the same energy or something. But I think that movie was so lighthearted and so its own thing. It's interesting to imagine that this is somehow, like, that. you know, Black Adam was a villain to, to, to Shazam. And this is the route they're taking to establish him. It's It tonally almost seems like it wouldn't fit with Shazam. But again, not having seen the trailer, maybe I'm wrong about the tone. But I've I've gotten the impression that they want this to feel a little darker, a little bit more brutal or gritty yeah. or something. But maybe that's not what it is. No, you're shaking your head. He punched a man to heaven. He punched a man like Popeye. Like it. Like, that, like he, you punched know, it just, the, he, he punched him out to sea. <laughs> he punched him out to sea like Popeye. He just like, yeah. like just punched him and he and and not only did he just fly he flipped his body flipped into the water so yeah i don't know what that going for i i i this movie's so weird to me like i you think I'm it's so, gonna bomb i'm so curious to see what this does because i a, a, a really big part of me for as big of a star as dwayne johnson is and like he has some really big hits under his belt again and and i'll mention this because i want to talk a little bit i finally saw top gun maverick like i i really feel like a lot of his biggest hits are like IP, 
our developed IP, and this oh, is one of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like yeah. a it's a little lesser known. It's not. He as has broad. more control over it. He has right, more but I mean, like, I feel like you know, Jumanjis—they're huge. They also have Kevin Hart. They also have Jack Black. They also have you know whoever you want to pick out. You know, Jungle. But Cruise. they're well written. They're well written. But, but my point though is, is that like he's kind of he's kind of in these things with other people. Where like yeah. with all their powers combined, these things are are, are successful. And they're and yeah, he's a huge star. He's arguably the biggest star right now. But I just feel like. I, I don't know that I subscribe to the idea anymore that like r- these people really open movies still. And I feel like the black Adam not being like, you know, kind of like a B, I don't even know, maybe C tier uh, DC hero, you know, trying to really use that as a launch when DC is having trouble kind of having any kind of consistency with their movies and, and consistent success with them. Um, It's truly trying to coast on like his star power and like, that's the interest to me is just if this movie can uh, overperform in some way because it does not look like it's going to be a – I personally don't think it looks good. I don't think – I'm concerned about the quality of the movie. But I'd be interested to see if it succeeds. That would be a point in his corner, you know, that like, yes, he can open a movie himself. I don't, I don't know that he can open a movie himself. I really – I don't know okay. that even with his success that I'm still convinced that he can open a movie especially a movie that he's not like paired up with some other big star that is bankable um, and a movie that is not like a main DC character, you know? Um, Yeah. I don't know, but it's just, it just, it's something about this just reeks of it being like a possible failure in some way. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. Cause like, I I want movies to do well at the box office. Like it needs to, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Something just, something feels off. Something's off. And I think some of it is like control, man. Like when we talk about Top Gun, we're talking about a man that's like a calculated genius. You know, like if we're talking about Tom Cruise, you know, we're we're talking about somebody that has a tried and true record of making stuff that, you know, the Mission Impossible stuff is kind of proof that he could, you know, he could carry these things, right, you know. Right. So I guess when the new Top Gun came, they're like, hey, Tom, what do you want to do? You want to put special cameras and shit all over? You want to do yeah. Atmo? You know, he has a it. I don't know if The Rock, you're right, but it's, but it's shrouded in that success of having other people in it. That's the problem. Because you and I know that, because we watch those movies and we're like, there's other people involved in this. Yeah. It's it's kind of like he's coming to the studio with real data. Like I made this much money doing this film. Yeah, I'm kind of. I just know. feel like in general like I just feel like in general I'm like very bearish on the Rock right now. I I don't know that he's really had like a true hit outside of the That's Jumanji take, movie. Uh, outside of the Jumanji movies, like. I feel like he is like a huge star. He makes ton of money and he's got tons of, you know, brands and he's got some, you know, diversification in terms of what he does. He's yeah, got yeah. TV, got an alcohol line. He's got all these things as he, he's very, very successful. But I just, I, I, I feel bearish on his star power at the movies, at the box office. And I'm very curious to see <clears throat> how this does um, in theaters. We'll see. We'll find out in October. Well, while that was happening, I watched the trailer. Mm. And I don't really oh, have no. anything. I don't really have anything <laughs> further Nothing to new. say. 
<laughs> I, I still I don't know what that looks like. You know, like I don't know what that I don't know what that movie looks like. Yeah, I, it looks weird. Well, last thing I'll say, you know is what I mean, Steve? It's like I don't I know do. if it's yeah. It's like totally. He's there were, he's there were at some this... shots that look kind of cool. I'll give it that. There were a few shots that look kind of cool, but there were other shots that looked really weird and uh, yeah, like not ton- good. Well, just tonally, I'll be interested to see what what they're trying to do with yeah. this movie. He's at the Will Smith point of his career, man. Like, there's nothing wrong with Will Smith, but there was a point where Will Smith thought that his star power kind of superseded good movies. Like, it was like, I'll be in it, so it's going to be good because I'm Will Smith. Right. The Rock is at that point now, and it's starting to feel weird because you you can feel it in the air that this is going to bomb, man. What what is going to save it? Just an appetite for product. I honestly think that some movies are going to overperform. You're right. At You're the right. box office Venom, over the next Venom, three to four Venom months, did that. because there's not a lot, there's not a ton of stuff coming out, especially like mm. the big blockbusters. You know, like, uh, um, but I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. Plus, um, it's coming out in October, October 21st. So I feel like that is a little bit of a dead spot, maybe. You know, not yeah. dead, but like that's one of those like. Yeah. It, I don't know what else has come. Maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like it's free and clear of of other big movies that are hitting. Like I think the next biggest thing is going to be uh, Wakanda Forever in November, I believe. Um, yeah. But I don't know what is like close to that before that. So it does feel like October might be a safer safer spot yeah. for it than the summer when it comes to you know like you're what you're talking about, Steve, which is just sure. okay. People who want a certain kind of movie are going to be at the theater and they're going to see that. They're going to see The Rock or the, maybe, the, you know, this trailer may look really interesting to people. I do think if someone's a deep DC fan, they might find it appealing that you're, it looks like you're getting some of these sort of B-string, B uh, uh, you know, like DC characters that we haven't really seen yet in the movies. So yeah. I, I think there is something appealing about that, digging, a, you know, going a little deeper into the bench of, of superheroes. But that's about yeah. all that I can say about it. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> so uh, you also wanted to talk about another trailer uh, that I think we all saw, which is the trailer for the, is it a miniseries? The Mike Tyson miniseries? Yeah, it looks like. Uh, I don't know if it's called, yeah, if it's a miniseries, limited series. Limited, I don't know how they have it flagged. Or, well, but it's a, it's a season of a show it, rather it than a, it's not a it movie, is. I guess was the distinction I was making. So, yeah. Um, so, so we talk about a lot of stuff on this. Like we just talked about a movie trailer. So technically, mm-hmm. we've covered the movie part of the name of this show. I want anyone who's listening who's like, "Gosh, they sure talk about a lot of TV shows," and that they don't always call the show TV schmovie. I just want people to know that if it's anything that's not a movie that we're talking about, it's schmovie. That's kind of the yeah, way yeah. I excuse Obviously, it in my head yeah. is that we talk that, about movie and we talk about schmovie. And schmovie is kind awful. of a schmovie is kind of like the field. That's you know, like everything except for movies. You know, so. So here, here comes some schmovie talk. It's it's um, officially billed as an eight episode limited series. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That we will hopefully have access to early and we'll be able to cover. I cannot. Trevante Rhodes is a great actor to me. Um, I really like him in. I like him in everything. Um, what have I seen him in? I I, I didn't hit IMDb. Moonlight. Okay. Moonlight. Moonlight. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Uh, he he showed up. For a second in Westworld, for a second, he was also in um, not not Bird Box, but what was that other Netflix? Was oh, it uh, no, the one with like Machine Gun Kelly was in it. Oh yeah, um, 
who I can't fucking stand, but he he's in that movie. You can't too. stand Machine Gun Kelly? Oh my god, dude! No, no, I'm Why? sorry. Nah, man. Is it the blood? I, I mean, the, it's that that's probably not my major concern. Although that 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 is also kind of disturbing a little bit, but. He has one of the best Eminem disses of all time. It's like one of my favorite songs of all time. But yeah, he's he's a little he splits the room for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's like tons of like room, very problematic shit that like is out there about him and these videos I've seen. I just I just can't <laughs> stand it. I just can't. Oh stand god. It. But anyway, but that movie. He's in that movie. I can't remember what it's called, but he's he's like the basically the male lead of that movie. Yeah. The one that okay. I can't remember uh, <laughs> from Netflix. How, how do you feel about? I guess the first thing I'm going to ask because it because there's an elephant in the room. Oh no, Jamie it, it, is, Fox. it is it is Bird Box. It's Bird Box. No, it's Bird Box. Is Machine Gun Kelly in that? Machine Gun Kelly. I think, I, I think, I, I think I'm mixing up two movies. I think I'm mixing up two movies. Okay, Steve, so, yeah. you're slipping. Yeah. Take away, take away the Machine Gun Kelly. Although I, I still maintain okay. I'm not a fan, but yeah, Trevante is in Bird Box. Okay, here's the elephant in the room for the past. Three or four years, let's even say four or five, Jamie Foxx has kind of gone on this campaign to talk about his piece uh, of preparing for the Mike Tyson movie that's coming out that was supposed to come out years ago. Yeah. So out of the blue, this amazing trailer comes. <laughs> this, this, you know, Hulu is kind of the spot for the rip from the headline stuff from really are. you know they present, really past, present. Um, and it's not only ripped from. You're not going to give them future. If you, and Just the go ahead and give them future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a quality that that Hulu has with all that stuff that this seems to be that this seems to have that's carrying on the tradition of the rip from the headline stuff that they they've been doing. And I'm just I'm really impressed, man. Like I I just looks like Mike Tyson is a very interesting figure to me. Like I don't. Love everything that he's done in his life, but I do love his accepting of how terrible of a person he's he was at one point. He's been very honest about who he was as a person, every piece of it, right? And this comeback story of you know how he's kind of come, he's been this like teddy bear kind of figure with the cartoon and his podcast that he has and his weed ranch and all this stuff. It's interesting, man. Um, and I'm and I'm really looking forward to seeing what this show has to offer. And Trevante seems yeah. like he is killing it in this trailer. Interesting. Man. It's like an interesting casting because I, I I do think he's great. It's like I, it seems being pretty divisive. Like people's yeah. feedback on like I guess his any resemblance uh, or anything like that. I don't think that matters totally, but I think he's great. So I'm very interested to see him in this. And just to maintain my record, John Machine Gun Kelly confirmed he is in Bird Box. So we're both very smart. Yeah, we're we're, we're like yeah, Ronald. Now you got to step up, man. You got to. I've never seen to... Bird Box, to be Ron, honest. I've never. Ronald, seen it. how does it feel to talk to such smart guys every every week? <laughs> I'm I'm overwhelmed, to be honest with you. I'm I'm in awe. I'm in awe of you smart ass guys. <laughs> but you're right. You you make a comment before about like the like Hulu how they're doing all these like ripped from the headlines stuff. They have so much stuff like already out slash in development. You know, like yeah. they. It's definitely become a sweet spot in a lot of their programming. Um, and, you know, we talked a couple times on this podcast, whether it was Pam and Tommy or like the Chippendale series that's coming out. 
or um, Girl from Plainville, like all these, you know, they have that candy series that just w- wrapped yeah. up with uh, Jessica Biel. They're like, it's a sweet spot. And Mel- and Melanie Linsky, you gotta, you gotta mention the queen. Oh yeah, Melanie, Melanie Linsky. Linsky as well. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, it seems to be a very uh, attractive niche for them. And obviously people are watching these kinds of shows. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of got like a built-in promotional engine in most of them because of the headline, you know, the the, rel- the relevance recently of a lot of right. them. And like this, especially like, you know, one of the most controversial, polarizing, popular sports figures ever, arguably. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's still kind of in the news, like pretty consistently, whether for good or bad, you know, yeah. he still pops up in the news, um, you know, every year or so. But yeah, I mean... And the rest of the cat, like I saw Harvey Keitel's in this, like it's got a really great cast around him. So um, they've definitely done a great job with the majority of these series that we're talking about. So one about Mike Tyson. It is interesting that like uh, some of the notes I was reading after watching the trailer, like I think it was saying like that it's like an unauthorized. What is it? I oh, forget the term. He immediately says. Yeah. Like uh, controversial. He said he doesn't like it. Right. Yeah. Whatever, whatever the wording was, it was like they were talking about, um, you know, being so, something. The, the language in the press release, it, it said unauthorized, and it said like, uh, maybe maybe it was controversial look or something like that. But it 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 read like a, uh, it's not like a sugar coated, uh, like Mike Tyson is not involved in this, you know, basically. <laughs> Well, you know, you know uh, uh, there was talk of how Pam Anderson wasn't involved in uh, in that, even though that was, if you watched right, it, it right. was a very sympathetic to Pam's sort point of view of, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. You know, I think with Mike Tyson, when you said the elephant in the room, Ronald, I thought you were going to talk about the fact that he's a convicted rapist. Um, oh, that, that, I, I, you know, like, it looks to, like they're going to gonna address that. No, of course they are. But what I'm saying yeah. is I feel like that is the interesting thing or the fascinating thing or the potentially controversial thing about... Mike Tyson for me is that like he is both an example of someone who you certainly can condemn certain things he's done and you can see how the situation that made him this this incredible athlete also has put this pressure on him to be this sort of I don't know like uh, to use his rage in this way that clearly uh, has spilled yeah. over, and sometimes it's on the ring, and sometimes it's not. But I think that, like, he also is a person for for me, for whom the whole discussion of well, then what does it mean when you've served your time? Like, yeah, when you've gone to jail and you've served your time. Now he got out like four years earlier than he was uh, sentenced to, or something. But like, for me, that's that's what makes him interesting. Not the, I mean, of course, the 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 brilliance of his of his boxing career and and how how special he was. I know a lot of guys that were excited about him when I was growing up. Guys that loved to watch boxing, and you know, it was never my thing. But I know that there were people they were they were in awe of him. You know, to to reuse that word. I think this other piece of it is the part that makes him kind of an interesting cultural figure because he is, as you've said, kind of grandfathered in as this guy who who can laugh about himself. And and who can be in the cartoons and pop up in the Hangover and all that stuff and uh, so yeah I think it'll be interesting to see how they thread that needle because there's right. some people who just won't want to watch a sympathetic portrayal of him at all and I can understand yeah. that I I, ca- I can't imagine this show is going to be sugarcoated in that way so for it not to be like sanctioned by Mike Tyson that might be one of the areas where 
he just wouldn't want to yeah. tell that story. You know what I mean? He wouldn't want yeah, to relive yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And someone from the outside might want to tell the story in a more, uh, like a more clear-eyed way. But I, I find that really interesting. Like, I think about that all the time. Anytime someone goes to jail, <laughs> and I don't even agree with the way our prison system and our justice system works in this country, but there is something interesting about that. Like, somebody goes to jail, they do their time, they come out. I, I, I find it like, well, what does it mean then? Like, what are we then... Like, who are they then? I'm not saying you should forgive someone because they went to jail. I'm saying that societally, um, that's the definition of doing your time, is going yeah. to prison and, and and then being released. Yeah, that's a there's a weird contradiction that happens about, like, you want somebody to go to jail for their crimes. They go to jail, and now what? They're, they're forever a pariah? Like, right. what is, how does that fit into... Yeah, I'm I'm super interested, man. Like, uh, yeah, and of course, obviously, that's a part of it. But I think to me, the, that's constantly a part of Mike Tyson talk. So I didn't right. I didn't mean that. Oh no, I wasn't not saying like, you should have brought it up. I'm just nah, saying when you were saying that, I was like, oh, yeah. That, but but yeah, it's mm -hmm. it is true. I've heard of that movie it's too. Literally every time yeah. his name comes up, all oh, right, you know, yeah. it's right, right, you know, it's like what, what, what. It, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing, and I'm, um, I'm hoping. I mean, he, he's flinging a TV at Robin Givens in the trailer. So yeah, no, it's insane. I, I'm, 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 I'm hoping that they, they tackle this in a way that feels like they're acknowledging, you know, who he was at that point in his life. So we'll, right. we'll see. We'll see. So let's talk about something that we've actually seen. I guess one of these, one of these schmovies. Uh, these these TV shows that we've seen. What what what's the order we want to go into these uh, fellas? We should talk about uh, which one. Maybe lasts. we should start with something that Steve hasn't seen yet, just so we could get it out of the way. All right. So um, you're saying uh, I think this is what happens every week now for the rest of the season of the boys, the Schmovie boys become the boys boys for one yeah. segment. <laughs> yeah. So now let's uh, uh, let's do that. Let's talk about this is episode four of of the boys on Amazon, uh, the, the the third season. Let me see if I've got the name of this one up. I don't think I do. Um, it was called uh, Glorious Five Year Plan. Um, mm. And in this episode, you know, we're we're really seeing this the screws tighten of kind of the main plot of what seems to be the main plot of the season. Um, we're seeing that like like Homelander's up this week uh, in terms of what's going on. I don't know. I don't want to get into too many plot specifics. I know Ronald, you've seen them all, and it's hard for you to maybe orient yourself as to where <laughs> where you are. So this segment might be pointless unless we can all say we've seen it and then we're talking about it like we've all seen it at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I would say that like now that I'm caught up to the fourth episode, I have not seen the remainder yet, but I thought that this one again, I started to see like what the shape of the season really is going to be because there is this whole question of the show has this whole question of Homelander and like, is he, and if you're, if you don't watch the show, he's sort of the Superman analog on this show. He's the kind of, the scary premise is what if Superman were a fucking evil dick? Um, yeah. And this is kind of the, the show that digs into that idea, although it has lots of other ideas to say about like superheroes are these corporate owned entities that are used for marketing and stuff. But in this one, you really see that like the thrust of this season might be, you know, him versus all the people that he's, He's pissing off, but he seems to really be heading them off at, at every turn. So it's it's exactly that midpoint in the season of a show where it really seems like everything's just fucked up and getting getting more so. Um, 
But, uh, you know, you talked a little bit about your feelings last season or last week about how you felt watching the whole season. Uh, do you have much of a, a feeling overall about any specific characters on this show that really, really pop for you or that you, you particularly appreciate their, their, their arc? Yeah, I mean, so Homelander's character arc feels interesting because, you know, there's, there's, you know, I've always said that Captain America is what Superman was supposed to be. Like, basically the idea that, like, the unmovable force kind of in the middle of all these, like, morally great people. He's like, I'm going to stand by this. I love my friend. I'm going to protect my friend. I'm going to protect my country. I'm going to protect freedom, right? Then you have somebody that's on this spectrum that kind of is the opposite. And he he is the opposite, the, the total opposite of Captain America. He is morally bankrupt he will do anything to get to protect himself he will you know any time that he is showing any sort of weakness emotionally he destroys that you know so well we've just you, met that character in the episode that that is on this friday yes so we don't know and any of the stuff you're saying about him yet <clears throat> so what do you do what do you do when a force like uh homelander can't change you know what i mean like what do you do when a person cannot change what do you do in that situation and i and i think he may think that he's being a kind person and this this kind of harkens back to the first season you know but when you're so mean to somebody can you tell if it's genuine or not like you've created a standard of terrible behavior when you show any sort of emotion, when you try to show, hey, I, I, I'm, I, I can be okay. Do people care about that because you've been such a, such a dick for the whole time? So, I don't know, man. I, 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 I say his arc is the most interesting to me because he's so consistently dickheadish. It's, it's kind of amazing to me. Well, right. I mean, again, I feel like that's maybe the hook of the show. Like, if you've seen anybody yeah. on this show, you've probably seen his image, you know, that yeah. smiling, blonde, blue-eyed, like, there's something inherently creepy about that image now, mm -hmm. you know, the, the sort of overpowered, talking before Steve about, like, godlike superheroes. He's right. he's kind of like, you know, I, I was noticing watching this show, like, that it, it's one of those scenarios where people are held in place by fear of what other people might do if the deals that they've made fall apart. There's all this sort of mutually assured destruction on that show. And that's the only reason why people aren't just taking out the people that they wish they could take out or doing what they want to do is because there's a reason, well, if I do this, then it's going to, you know, anger this person. We can't do this without a plan. And Homelander's kind of sitting on the top of all of that. Now, the character that we've just met on the fourth episode that I, I, for a second, I thought maybe you were talking ahead about, but maybe you weren't, Ronald, but the t we've just met Soldier Boy, too, in this episode. He's just been, he's just been released from his, his, like, cryo chamber. Um, <laughs> and, like, we yeah. can see that that story is definitely going in a, a, an interesting direction as far as, like, what they're trying to connect him to as far as this mythology that is related to um, Mother's Milk's uh, uh, past and you know his his beef that he has with with this character, but yes, they're definitely doing uh, Captain America with a with just a, a the boys spin, which means it's gonna be it's gonna be possibly offensive and it's gonna be messed up. And at some point, yeah. you're gonna have a lingering shot 
of something awful that happens to someone's face or head. Yes. Um, that's just the way the boys <laughs> likes to do it. <clears throat> yeah. In this, this feels a little more honest about what a man frozen from that time would be like. You know, like, I feel like every frozen hero would have this period of being like, where are black people? What do women do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, I love that, man. Like, it's a little more honest about the change that happens. It, it, it happens to people that are in current time, you know, like as times change, it's kind of this microcosm of the way that people feel about change in general. Like seeing his reaction is like a very exaggerated version of things I've heard for the last two or three years about any given thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So hearing him kind of go off, even in this first couple of, oh, so he's just come out. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, right. Yeah, the episode that just aired, He's he hasn't really had a character bit except for in Flashback. Okay. We've kind of seen okay. the sort of guy that yeah. he is. And we but you see tell. what he was. Yeah, you've yeah, seen you, what he was. There's clues, but we still don't know yet fully some yeah. of the, like, some of the, like how he's going to feel different from some of these other characters yet. But but mm. that, that whole idea of connecting this show to a, um, a past and it's a different past like it's a more recent yeah. version of the past that he it comes from but it's still the past yeah. i think that's an interesting thing too you know just texturally i feel like yeah. this show has a feel to it that um that i found easy to watch uh amongst the things i've been watching recently uh i you know especially uh, as compared to the shows that we're going to talk about here in a minute uh miss marvel and obi-wan kenobi i feel like the boys was it was giving me that that not so much groundedness, but the there's something visceral about it. You know, like definitely the gore yeah. that I already mentioned. It's wet and it's usually very upsetting <laughs> and it's usually yeah. very sudden. But there is something kind of like it's it's doing that thing we suggested last week, which is it's providing that kind of antidote to the more straight versions of these heroic tales that we get. And I feel yeah. like right now I was particularly receptive to these, these new episodes of the, the third season. So I look forward to going, going through these week by week as it develops. I'm sure that there's, I know there's something coming up this season that I've heard about that is incredibly messed up that I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get myself ready for, but um, I haven't gotten <laughs> to it yet. So. <clears throat> yeah, man. Is it <laughs> well, I, I, it's herogasm is the thing that I have heard about that is supposedly. Oh, God, that's like one of many. It's a lot of weird shit. This, you know, The Boys is the only show besides maybe Severance that I've seen Aaron get like giddy about. Like, oh, my God, you had access. You have access to it. Oh, you know, she gets really excited. About how crazy this show can get, yeah. The hero gasm is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. So yeah, I think that that's absolutely up there. The, the thing that happened at the very beginning of the new season with I wasn't uh, ready with, for that with the termite. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't ready for that. The, 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 Steve, answer... have you seen any of it? Have you seen any of it no, yet? No, not okay. There's... They answer that question about what would happen if Ant Man went inside somebody and did a certain, you know, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw somebody yeah. post something yeah. on Twitter about the question. Oof. Yeah, it's, the question's been answered, and now we know what that looks like. <clears throat> what that yeah. looks like. Um, well, let's talk <laughs> about some, something that Steve has seen. We'll get back to the. We'll become the boys' boys again uh, next week, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are we now? Are we let's be the uh, Miss Marvel boys. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah, so today, uh, two days ago, if you're listening to this show, um, we got to see the, the first episode of the new uh, Marvel series on Disney+, Plus, Miss Marvel. This is a brand new character with a brand new set of circumstances, and it has a sort of different feel. Um from from the other Marvel stuff, uh, uh, or at least from the live action stuff, it was reminding me of kind of this the, the Spider Verse feel. It also yeah. reminded me of what was it yeah. uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines? Exactly, that's um, exactly what I thought too. A, a very similar feel to that. But yeah, maybe maybe yeah. Uh, Steve, talk a little bit about what that feel is, and also how did you feel about that feel? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, show. so just the the idea like that is kind of exists is a good balance to i don't know like the the opportunity that disney and marvel afford themselves by having the ability to have these series on disney plus we talk about it all the time but like having this variety of tone of themes of characters and things like that so you know i think this is kind of what's the word this is a great showcase for um something like a like a breath of fresh air to me like it felt like a breath of fresh air seeing a show focused around a younger lead um a younger cast in general um you know we've seen plenty of cast in like high school you know we've seen spider-man we've seen all these things but there's something about miss marvel and kamala uh kamala khan is that is that the character khan. Name? yes khan. yeah like i i just really responded uh so positively and like pleasantly and just I was like smiling a lot watching this episode. And I think that that's something that Marvel really needs right now. I think that we've been talking so much about, you know, what they're doing with Moon Knight and how that ties to this and that, and like, you know, looking for those connections. And I think that this show starts this first episode off very uh, directly talking about this girl's obsession with Captain Marvel and you know, with the Avengers and like the Avengers play in this world and this con that they go to. And there's just so much love for the characters in the MCU that we all love from this character. So I, I love the idea of that. You got a little bit of that with Hawkeye. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just feel like it's got some similarities to that in that sense. But yeah, like John was saying, the idea of you know, this character who makes kind of like these YouTube videos mixing like stop motion and animation. And you see that animation on the on the screen in the show as she's talking with her best friend. And I don't know, there's just something really fresh and fun about this. And I am. Um, what's the series on? Um, what's the Mindy Kaling series? Um, uh, never have I ever. Uh, yeah, even that, like I felt like that a little bit just in terms of the yeah. high school drama and the high school comedy and like the fighting with your parents and, you know, uh, just th this dilemma of like trying to fit in, but yet balance like the expectations of your family and, you know, a, a, a family really kind of invested in their culture and seeing that culture on the screen and, and how big and how uh, present it is in this show, I think is like, so just fresh to me. It just felt very different and very, um, I think it just did a great job of like investing me immediately in this girl and wanting to see what she figures out and what she finds out. And, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I loved it actually. Like I thought this first episode was great. And, um, the Spider-Verse comparison, the Mitchells versus Machine comparison, um, like the way they show like the friends conversations through text in like the street signs and the neon lights and things like that. 
I just think that that's so, you know, inventive. And I don't think it's really something that Marvel, at least in the MCU, has done a lot with. And it kind of makes it feel even more modern um, for the the age demographic of this generation. Yeah. That is just something that they haven't done yet. And not being of that generation, I can look at it and be like, this is like really, really cool to see how they're going to do this and try to appeal to another demographic, another generation of MCU fans by literally having a fangirl as the main character and a superhero. Like it's just, it's a perfect match or mix or whatever. I just think it, it has the potential to be an incredible series. Well, and, you know, um, I, I, even if, even if it doesn't like appeal to the age demographic that it would seem like maybe <clears throat> it would be aimed at, even if it's just a bunch of middle-aged people that are opening their hearts to like a, a, a teenage Muslim girl yeah. superhero i feel like that is a step in the right direction for sure but yeah. I, I i do think like i watched it with my my 14 year old son today and he enjoyed it i did not ask him as i planned to like do you feel like this is representative of anything real or does this feel like old people writing about kids you know but but it has that freshness even if it's just because it, it moved fast and it was like that yeah. scene with like the high school counselor or whatever that person's job was was just really fun and funny and it just feels like it's laying out this this groundwork, uh, uh, I, you're right, I did think of Davey from um, Never Have I Ever a little yeah. bit. And I definitely thought of those other projects that I mentioned of just like, this is like, it's visually trusting a young audience to parse a lot of information and to to understand the sort of visual language that it's diving into. And it, it did make it feel, as we often say about, honestly, we've said this about most of these Marvel shows when, when we've seen the first episode, <laughs> that it feels like it's doing something different stylistically. This feels like the most different in a way. Maybe WandaVision sure. would be the other one that kind of has a, a claim to that of just feeling different. But this feels like it's in the MCU. It's not a trick like WandaVision was. Um, right. It's not a it's not right. a meta thing, and yet the the visual style of it does reflect the 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 protagonist in a way that is is just feels good. <clears throat> what about you, Ronald? What what was your feeling oh. about Miss Marvel? Um, I've seen her depicted two or three times. Um, two in cartoons. Um, Earth's mightiest Avenger, Earth's mightiest heroes. Um, I've also played the Avengers game. It's the game starts with uh, Kamala going to the convention, and that came out years ago. Yeah, Henry said her um, room on the show looked exactly like her room on the game. Or yeah, very close it's to it. it's it's crazy. Her father takes her to the convention in the video game. Is he dressed as the Hulk? Um, <laughs> no, I wish he was just dressed in his regular clothes. That was great. I love that scene, by the way. Yeah, it's good. Um, now you know, obviously, uh, you know, having a daughter. Uh, a black daughter and the idea that oh yo this is what this is one of the coolest things i've ever seen a couple years ago i saw a white kid dressed as the uh black panther you know the idea that in a year or so or a couple months i could see a little kid doesn't matter what race they are dressed as miss marvel right blows my mind man like you know muslim you know Disney can, is spoon-feeding people, you know, a little, this cool idea of this is, this is the first time that some people have been in a Muslim's house. This is the first time that they've seen a Muslim teenager. This is the first time they've seen a family, 
you know, kind of interact. They, you know, they may have been all these preconceived notions about what a Muslim family is. You know, so the idea that Disney is giving this to people, for some people, the first time ever in their lives, and doing it in a way that's beautiful and fun. Aaron's from New Jersey. She's like, when the fuck does New Jersey look like that? But, you know, the fact that it looks beautiful. And, and like I said, like, this is going to be one of the first things I show my daughter besides the cartoon. You know, the cartoon's really cool. Um, it, it's it's amazing. This and not to mention. Yeah, this is the voice. This is the worst. The first episode of this. I'm going to show this first episode of the second season first. And then I'm like, <laughs> to understand this, you must first go back. Um, but yeah, I, I, not only that, it's well executed. It was fun. And if you have an open mind, it's going to be incredible for you, man. Like, this is what superheroes were for me. You know, they opened doors for me. They introduced me to new cultures, ideas. And this is what it's doing for people. It's it's like a vehicle. People are going to learn so many things. You may, somebody may see this show, see this Muslim person that they may have had a terrible idea about. And they're like, you know what? I saw Ms. Marvel like this. It's not what I thought it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the idea of that is, is fucking crazy. But that's what good TV does. Good movies do. They show you a piece of the world that you haven't seen before. Um, and it does it so beautifully, man. I, I'm, I should not have liked this as much as I did. I thought I was going to. I was like, this is going to be shit. I, this is going to be a kitty thing. I saw it and I was like, this is what I this is what I needed. I got a little emotional, to be honest with you, man. Like, Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, there, there were no brown anybody. There was no brown superhero. There were no brown superheroes, man. I mean, I definitely don't take that for granted. I definitely don't take that for granted when it comes to like just seeing something that is like for me. And this is why I hate when what was it the movie Turning Red was that the movie yeah. that like oh, there was some talk about that there was that one critic who said this is too niche because it's about like a, an Asian family and it's going through a very specific thing and mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, and I, that's such bullshit because when it's a compellingly told story, people have been, people have been coddled. Yeah. <laughs> I guess not people. White people have been coddled by culture so much, by focusing so much on white people and mainstream yeah. white culture to the extent that, like, that's an absurd notion to say out loud, you know, to say that, yeah. like, this movie yeah. wasn't about a white person or a white boy. And so I can't relate to it. I, I see a show like this and I get so immediately invested. I'm like, that's, it just, to me, proves that that's just bullshit, that people get up in their head about that, that there's an agenda, a PC agenda that's trying to represent yeah. other people to them. But if you watch the show, it couldn't be more of like a universal... Not that I'm trying to say this show should appeal to bigots and assholes. Oh, I'm just right, saying right, right, right. it's weird that people are so resistant to something yeah. that is so like down the middle pleasurable. There's nothing... I mean, there's the show has a fresh style, but there's nothing particularly edgy or confrontational about this material. It is very heartwarming. And I even... My hot take about this show would be that I'm more interested in watching these kids coexist in this world that's been established. Like, yeah. it, it feels like the MCU. Yeah. And yet I'm seeing how kids react to being in that world. I almost don't need her to become a superhero. <laughs> I almost became like less interested when like blasts were shooting out of her hands and stuff yeah. than I was when she was hanging out on the roof with her friend. Um, so to me, I think that's a testament to that Marvel thing that they do 
so well. And maybe it's a testament to that Marvel problem if it continues to go on, and and then it's the superhero side of the show that's that's not as not as not as fresh, not as different as the character yeah. side. But yes, she instantly became another MCU character that I'm like down. I'm just I'm like I like her friend uh, Bruno. I do love I her like family. Bruno. I like that that struggle between a traditional family beliefs and like somebody who's trying to carve their own path because the parents aren't villains exactly but they can be antagonistic to her because they yeah. they aren't going to yeah. accept what she wants to do at some point you 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 imagine they're they're gonna have to let her be her own person but um no i think it was it was just a really a really fun i think we all kind of seems like we had a similar experience with it it just kind of it just it just hooked me with its energy, uh, and and pretty much all the way through to the end, I was feeling that sort of buzzy feeling of just oh wow, this is so this is moving at such a nice clip, and it's so it's just likable and uh, and yeah, different and uh, yeah, you don't you don't need to give us another uh, white male superhero for a little while uh, if if you don't right. want to Marvel like that we're fine without it. Yeah. We've got enough of them already coming <laughs> down the pike. I, I, I like this. What people don't understand, too, last thing I'll say about this is that everything that a non-white person watches is niche. Everything that we watch is niche. Everything that we watch on TV that isn't like our culture is niche. It's like not that's this isn't something that I'm familiar with, but you're asking me to come into this world I I don't I can't identify with it as a, I can identify with it as a human. I understand the human interactions, but I'm talking about you're asking me to come into this world that I don't know. And that's what white people do not understand about this stuff. It's all that. It's this is every experience that I've ever had. Every movie that I've seen pretty much. 90% of them. But that doesn't mean that I hate them or I'm I'm resentful, but that's what it is. I have to take a journey into my imagination in a place where this kid is jumping on top of a car and a cop hasn't come or this kid has done this and they haven't gotten arrested that's a that's i'm i'm stretching you know i'm i'm, I'm imagining a world that i don't live in so that, that's coming coming to our world baby <laughs> Well, what Coming did her parents world, say baby. to her in this uh in this episode her parents oh, say to her join man. reality join reality i say that I've said that to my teenage son a few times, and I was like, oh, boy, the parents just said this in this show, and it was presented <laughs> in, as one of those like parent things that you say. But it's true that sometimes you just want someone to join reality. But yes, you're yeah, saying, come on, come on, come on, whites. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. <laughs> join reality. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's an accomplishment, man. It, it feels special, and I'm, I'm glad that it's here. Well, and then we talked about it with other shows and like uh, uh, they kind of do these companion podcasts. I, I'd be I can't believe that Marvel doesn't have the, Scott Lang, the, the big me, little me podcast going somehow uh, in tandem with this show. Yeah. The the, the mention of it in this episode. I, I had, <laughs> right. had a good she laugh. said it seems, seems like a pretty cool guy. <laughs> yeah, seems like a cool guy. Big He's got this like reason. side hustle going with a podcast. It's like we need to hear that. <laughs> Come on now. Let's do this. I actually I'm, thought I'm sure that Paul Rudd would be game. I thought the convention that she went to, outside of like certain certain aspects, felt more movieish than a real convention. But I thought that when she went, she hit that convention floor, it felt like I don't know. I feel like they've invested a lot in making this, giving this show its own world, and that scene yeah. felt pretty big for a scene that could have been really chintzy, and they could have tried not to show you so much. I felt like that they, you know, that was an example of of 
I don't know, this show kind of doing something in this world that, yes, of course that would happen right. on some level. And I've heard some people say they don't quite understand the the way they're treated, almost the way we treat fictional characters in our world. But if superheroes were real, people would culturally latch onto them. No yeah. question like that's, that. It's absolutely. it's like the sunnier version of what's happening on The Boys, honestly. It's very similar, yeah. but a it's different direction similar. of saying that they would become brands, basically, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of a brand, uh, let's let's talk about Star Wars. Let's close out with uh, the latest episode of Obi Wan Kenobi. This is episode four. On, uh, and we're getting two more. <laughs> oh no, Steve! Oh, what, what were you guys talking about? <laughs> Obi Wan. Oh, Tensions man. built. Oh, the man. third sister has kidnapped Leia, and is trying to. Re Get information from her about these safe houses that exist all around the galaxy. Yeah. It was an interesting episode, but it, you know, it felt like it was trying to do a lot. And did it deliver? I, I, I got some action. I got a lot of drowning. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What, what did you guys think of the episode? <laughs> Steve, I want you to see no, I I did not like this episode. I, mm. I I feel like some of the criticisms in the earlier episodes that like I think even John mentioned briefly, like the uh, the ability kind of like I'm looking past some of this stuff just because I'm so excited to see more of this character yeah. and uh, you know what could what could be with uh, Darth Vader and whatnot. Um, but I feel like in this episode, some of those things really stood out again to me, and I feel like. Mm. Um, I don't know i just felt like the story wasn't really moving forward enough and i i almost felt like the the vader obi-wan scene in the last episode maybe came too soon to then have this happen and it kind of felt like a really big pullback considering there's only two episodes left yeah and what? um i don't know just some things really stood out like some of the action stuff was very sloppy to me like that whole <laughs> corridor scene where he's you know, like bat, like batting the bullets or the lasers out of the way, like just constantly. Um, and even when, even when the, even when she's doing it, was it third sister? Like even when she's doing it, like on the bay, on the dock, yes, the on the bay. Dock, they, you know, they like did even it for when too that's long. happening, like it's just yeah, and, and it's like the coverage is weird, and I don't know. Some of the some of the filmmaking is is standing out to me more as the episodes go along. Yeah, and. I don't know, man. This this was not a good episode for me. The 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 run up to this, I was very high on the show. Yeah. I hope I hope it's maybe just a just a bit of a a, a valley here, but um it just yeah, it did this this one just didn't work for me. It was too too much spinning wheels, not moving the story, and a lot of the same for me. What about you, Ronald? Too many cooks. Too many cooks in the kitchen. It felt like too many things were happening at once, and I kind of wish it would have focused on, I don't know, it felt like espionage, like the espionage version of Star Wars, and I think some of the some of the, 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 the delight that I have in Star Wars movies is them knowing sometimes to move the camera a little bit, like, you know, them lingering on the, the the Bay Area where she was dodging the, the the lasers for a long time was like, man, this would have been cool for a cutaway. It just felt like it's 
you start to feel the goofiness of it when you see something for too long. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's only so long somebody could do this, you know, without it looking kind of weird. And I think that that's that's kind of what I think you're talking about. There's the 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 paces that a movie would go through, the the editing that it would go through. This doesn't have. And, you know, you could feel it in, in kind of the production of it. And, you know, it, it felt like it needed a couple more takes of some of those action scenes. Like, like oh, whoa, 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 this doesn't, we need this to be a little more fast, a little more like, also need, I need Ewan McGregor to feel a little more agile. He's young <laughs> right now. He's not like old. He's not like, this isn't the guy we yeah, see. I agree. I agree. Well, he's supposed to be like getting back into it, but I do know what you mean. Yeah. Like the the well, see, I I feel like I might be the I think I feel average the same as you guys about the series. I think for me, this episode worked a lot better than it did for either of you because I liked the I feel. I liked the shadowy, creepy, eerie feel of the 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 Inquisitor's base that they were sneaking into. I liked yeah, Obi Wan yeah. diving into the water and coming up through the bottom. There were just some little mechanical things that felt like that. You know, like right. when you're playing like a Star Wars video game and you get to explore the world a little bit more, yeah. and you're you're doing things that you don't normally see. Um, I liked. Tom emerging as a kind of a just a cool character like she seems like the kind of character that they might be like using so they can kill someone like that off and just have them be in it for a few episodes i like the way she's turning out to be someone who i could i could kind of like her and obi-wan you know bouncing off each other i like seeing that leia is sort of always been leia and i feel like this week Tough. i liked though that they showed that she still was a scared little girl in yeah. one way but that she also was not going to give up the farm unless she absolutely had to um I think last week was the one that got me feeling like I need to create a new category. You know, on this show, we've had uh, we've had uh, hold up, which means no go. We've had wait for it, which means it's okay. We've had go ahead, which means it's really good. And then we've had you were warned, which means, um, uh, you know, like, hey, watch this, but so that we can talk about it. I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> and I think a new yeah. category that I should have which is it's good but i'm grumpy about it <laughs> like that's how i felt i, I was feeling that's that way I last like week though but i thought the the battle the the fight the the meeting between darth vader and obi-wan was incredibly clumsily executed that whole scene with the oh. fire and like why darth vader didn't walk around a 10-foot bit of flame or why the <laughs> droid was moving so slow about picking obi-wan up i know we're supposed to believe that like darth vader is like toying with him or is going now's not the time or something but it just doesn't make sense none of it makes sense from a story standpoint that you yeah. would have the inquisitors going out and they're supposed to catch obi-wan but they're not supposed to be too interested in obi-wan but they're supposed to be looking for jedi and they're supposed to be finding obi-wan and then you also have vader just popping out in the middle of that and yet he's not really that hip to what the inquisitors are doing and yet they kind of answer to him and so he's going to get mad at him when they let him go but he also is like you're not supposed to be chasing him i i just feel like it's a big mess i just feel like that side of it doesn't make any sense and to me last week uh, i liked if you told me on paper oh they're gonna have an encounter and obi-wan's not ready for it and vader basically demolishes him and then some freak occurrence happens that allows obi-wan to escape 
while Vader is kind of disoriented or something. Okay, yeah. but Vader just kind of standing there. I mean, I know we're supposed to think he's weakened in the suit and stuff, but I felt like he couldn't jump over that or run through that, or <laughs> it just felt weird. And then the way he's like, now's not the time, and you know, just walks away. It felt like it totally neutered the sense of excitement I had earlier when when Vader was like walking down the city street and like breaking kids' necks and shit like that. I was just like, holy shit, Vader is so scary. And then this this big moment happens. And I'm not saying the fight had to be this crazy battle. I'm just saying I think they could have executed that. And so often I think the action on these shows is executed in a way where you go, oh, I can see what happened, but not in such a way that you feel the momentum. You were talking about the pacing, uh, whether it should be because it's a movie or a show, I don't know. But I feel like Star Wars has always trafficked in action sequences that make your heart beat faster and pacing that's like immaculate. And I think that these shows, they just haven't, and I think this goes to The Mandalorian too. Sorry, people who say The Mandalorian is the best Star Wars thing ever. It's got the same TV show problems. It's like, I look past a lot of it because I'm liking the world building and I'm still on board with this show. But um, I I do think there's a question of like, is is there ever going to be one of these shows that just feels tightly structured and has a has a good solid feel throughout you know and i don't know i don't think marvel or star wars has done it yet with any of these shows quite yet where they've had like a sureness of tone that even uh watching the boys i was thinking like this show knows what it is and the tone is right and the feel of it and the texture of it is right for what it is they know what it is i don't know that they've quite nailed it i mean as much as i've loved or liked all of these things I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi is another, like a chance it had at being something a little different, a little better than the herd. I still think it has elements that are like cinematic and the story is still one I'm interested in seeing. And if I squint really hard, I can I can imagine they executed that fight last week better where it felt like something was going on and Obi-Wan escaped rather than just like Vader, just let him go. But I wanna, I wanna <laughs> understand more what's going on between Vader and the Inquisitors and like w- what they're supposed to be doing and how it's supposed to be different and... Um, all that stuff feels just really, really messy to me. And then I do agree with what you guys were saying about some of the action. Even this week, there were some moments where it's just, it just lingers too long on a shot or it's just staged in such an odd way that that yeah. you don't have that feel that this is like, oh, they worked out these sequences incredibly. However, I felt yeah. like this week, I like that espionage feel. Um, I think the thing that bugged me more, Steve, was the fact that, once again, this reminds me so much of Grogu getting kidnapped for an episode in some moment or two. You know, it's like, okay, so Leia got kidnapped, and now they have her back. And, of course, now they're being tracked. I guess spoilers for Obi-Wan, if you didn't watch Obi-Wan. Certainly those people have jumped off already. I just feel like it does feel like a little bit of uh, going back and forth story-wise. Like it, it, as we did get to yes. see like a different setting and we, we have moved on beyond, like we haven't spent all this season on tattooing like I was afraid. So I like that aspect, but I do feel that story-wise it's just been, okay, they're trying to get away and then they get caught and then they get away again. You know, it, it doesn't feel like there is this great mission happening or this great story that's building on as it goes. It feels more episodic uh, than... Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know. It's it's something. It, it, it and you're right. It does kind of happen with the Marvel series as well. It's like there's this weird ability, like pa- like the pacing, pacing in one element or, or on one hand, the pacing is a concern. And especially like when you when you hear about what this is, and it's only six episodes, and you know, for, 
really we're kind of in the same story. You know, it, it really hasn't moved that much further along with the exception of the whole tracking element, you know, um, and maybe some more development with Tala. But like, I just feel like it's becoming a problem that like, it just seems like even with having a lesser number of episodes, it's like, is there, is, there's not enough there to really even warrant needing even six episodes. Like, could it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like they're making them less and less and less and it's like well then should this be a series then because yeah. is is the budget not there to make two great hours of something instead of making yeah. you know four and a half hours of something that's just good or okay yeah. right it's like right. it's like where where is that what is the methodology and you know kind of like deciding that because like yes i think one people want to see more obi-wan kenobi I don't know if people really um, people ask for, but I don't know like if you really wanted more Boba Fett. Like I was pretty low on that show, right? But I mean, Obi Wan is like a no brainer, and like the idea of what this show is and could be is is interesting. And you know, you're you know you're two thirds of the way through this short season of a of a series, and it's like. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, you know what it's, it's a, like. It's like Moon Knight for me, feeling. where I was. I we got to the end of that season, and I said to you, I think I said it on the show. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this feels feels like it should have been a movie, right? Or if it feels, that. or if it feels like it should have been more episodic and like a twelve episode season that spends right. more time in this world and explores it more. Right. And I'm kind of right. feeling like definitely they don't, there doesn't seem to be a, a lot of story and a lot of ideas. Like Moon Knight had a lot of ideas competing for time in six episodes. Yeah. This show doesn't quite seem to have that, but I do think if it needs to either feel more like a show or more like a movie for me to feel like I understand where I am with the story, because as it is, it is sort of like a movie that got stretched out. And yet a movie that if a movie was two thirds of the way in, you might've expected to see more than we've seen in, in four hours almost, or whatever it is of this show, three and a half hours of, of runtime. So um, I think that we all are very excited about Ewan McGregor still. And I, I also think that the shots of uh, Hayden Christensen in the back to tank or in whatever Darth Vader's like healing tank is, I think that that scene is, that's always going to be an arresting image. And, and that's, you know, that's fun and creepy, but they did that in like the second episode. So, so going back yeah. to that, and this this episode was interesting to me. But it, right. it all it tells me is yes, we're going to get more Vader in as the show rolls along. That that wasn't like the one scene. So I don't require the greatest lightsaber lightsaber battle of all time, uh, but I do want these two characters meeting up again to have more weight than than what happened last week feels like it had for me. That yeah, was that was sort of yeah. like it, it released the tension I was beginning to feel of what's going to happen when these characters meet. And yet it didn't satisfy the 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 hunger for what's going to happen when these characters meet. So it's an, it's just a it feels like the storytelling is just more slapdash than than you would than you would think. Uh you know, like all these great TV shows with all these great writers, why are these shows I don't that's so that's I not thought crafted the same better. thing earlier, like when I was telling Aaron that, I was just like, for all of the, like last week, I think we mentioned like that Star Wars is kind of becoming like a, a TV franchise. And it seems like where yeah. that's where they're really putting a lot of effort. And it's like, and they were kind of forced to do that because of how haphazardly the new trilogy was handled and not having a full story planned out and having the good time, or I mean, the having time to really plan that out and execute it. So now that they've pivoted to the series that they have on Disney Plus, it's like, how do they not have the best writer rooms? You know, how do they not have like the best available thing? And even with Obi-Wan, like knowing of the not, I don't know, not so much troubled, 
but like the you know challenging path it took to get on screen because like they basically were at a point where they like stopped and rewrote the entire series yeah you know because of reported similarities to like a lot of the story points in the mandalorian which is crazy that they got that far without knowing that already (laughs) exactly that's my point though like that that's like where is the oversight yeah for planning very sloppy for project you know projecting five years from now where where x y and z will be and not even just that but yeah like you said john like how do so many other shows have such amazing writing and amazing like just storytelling you With know a quarter in, like, of the budget right it's just like and and, and it's like how does how can star wars not afford to do that or how can lucasfilm not afford to do that and I mean, in, in, in some ways, same thing could be set for the MCU and what they're doing with some of their shows. Like they all kind of suffer from a similar problem. And uh, I don't know, it sucks because like I really, really was hoping this show would really kind of be one of the most consistent ones. And uh, like a standard bearer of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like this episode more than any prior for me, at least. It, it really kind of broke a little bit for me. So I don't know. Well, we'll you know, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes still. And I mean, you know, it's two episodes left. We'll see how it wraps it up and where it goes from there. But definitely a step back for me. Definitely a step back. Well, when you can feel that the excitement about the hype, about the idea is slowly leaking out, and then the show four episodes in has not given you anything to really replace Right. That feeling, it's like that feeling you have if you're ever like, you know, well, I'm as ex- I'm excited to have all this free time or I'm excited for the weekend and then you get to the weekend and you're sort of like, what was I excited about? Like I need I still need something to do to be excited yeah. just just because it's the weekend isn't exciting sometimes. Um and I think yeah. this is that way. It's like this is I'm excited because it's Obi-Wan and it's Star Wars and it's Ewan McGregor and now that has kind of leaked off at at four episodes in. Now you got to have some there's got to be a there there, you know, totally. for us to be excited yeah. about it. Yeah. That that's absolutely correct. So hopefully they got something. <laughs> hopefully they have something planned. I hope Lola the robot doesn't get destroyed. That's the oh, one thing that I'm invested in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got to get the toy for my kid. She's like obsessed with that little. Oh, robot. of course you have to. Of course they knew yeah. what they were doing with that. Oh, oh my, my god, god. geniuses. Yeah, bastards. <clears throat> um. All right. Cool. Well, well that's uh, that. We've got two more to go for Obi Wan, so we'll see where we end up with him, but. Um, I did want to mention, I mentioned it a little bit at the top of the show, but, um, I did, I did see Top Gun Maverick and no surprise. I absolutely loved it. Um, did you picture yourself in the movie the way that I'm actually, I'm actually going to tell you guys, like, I'm going to probably be mustached next week. Uh, I'm (laughs) probably going to just go down to a mustache. I've been teasing Aaron a little bit. Um, to (laughs) the, the mustache rooster look, I'm probably going to go with that for a little bit. See how I do. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man, like we were talking before we recorded but if if you haven't seen top gun maverick i can't recommend it enough um personally and um you know with with what's coming up soon in theaters like you know if you want to see it on the premium formats like dolby or imax um you know you've only got a a little bit of time to do that maybe by the time this episode comes out limited time maybe in certain cities it's still available maybe it'll come back around on uh you know as the summer rolls along because of how well it's doing in theaters um but if you can just see it in theaters, I'd recommend it. It's just it's it's a a great summer movie to see in a theater. And uh, we had, uh, like I said, we saw it in one of the Dolby screens, and just like to feel that sound and the way, you know, the the special laser projection and just it looked amazing on the screen. The, all the aerial mm-hmm. stuff is just phenomenal. Um, and yeah, 
I was it got me emotionally it got me emotional uh, a handful of times. So if you like Top Gun, if you like just like really great action, you know, um, high flying airplanes, any of that stuff, you know, Tom Cruise, whatever it might be. Obviously, the movie's appealing. It's it's overperforming, like historically overperforming. It had the lowest drop in its second weekend for any movie ever that made over a hundred million dollars in its first weekend, more than any MCU film, any you know, fast anything. It it, it completely blew it away. A twenty nine percent drop, which is unheard of. So um, I'm happy to see it doing so well, and uh, you know, hopefully, it continues to. It may be a billion dollar movie, which would be bonkers. And it's very, very, very possible that that will happen. Um, wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I loved it, man. And John, you you pegged every part of it for me precisely. And you could have predicted it. You couldn't have, you couldn't have predicted it better. It's uh, <laughs> tried and true. It's probably my favorite movie I've seen so far this year. Wow. Awesome. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Cannot wait. It's great. And, and honestly, like seeing the Mission Impossible trailer before that movie, like the the uh god i can't wait that's not, it sucks that's a year away i know that movie looks but, so big and oh well done god. and it's like okay i'm i'm loving it like that somebody is i'm loving it that somebody is out there <laughs> doing stunts and filming stuff as yeah. as as much real stuff as possible i mean you know yeah. that's what that's what i like about these these types of movies and i think mission impossible is more my jam because i like that thriller plot sure. line but i also think that like if you want to what you just said a movie that's doing so well word of mouth has been so strong um you know this this is that this is that like it's it's strange that so many people are happy to see a movie like this do well because it's this is no indication at all that small movies are coming back or mid-sized yeah, adult right. films are coming right. back none of right. that but it is an indication that you don't have to have uh you know comic book characters in a movie for it to to make this kind of money um yeah. even though it's debatable that tom cruise is almost playing a comic book character but we know <laughs> this is a different kind of nostalgia this is more the 80s excess uh just a different it's 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 a different thing it's a different thing than we are used to seeing uh pull these kind of numbers that you're talking about steve and so i think yeah. it is in some way reassuring just that yes like an old-fashioned hollywood blockbuster um that can be made sort of for adults and doesn't have to involve a bunch of ip um even though i guess technically maverick and i all that stuff's ip but it, it yeah it does feel different <clears throat> it's just a different level you know what i mean i think it's just the, the modern age of IP, you know, obviously it pulls from source material that goes beyond the 80s. Um, but it's just a different way that, that it's kind of being mined and developed. I feel like whether it's a superhero or a dinosaur or, you know, a fast car, whatever these franchises are that are, are the billion dollar franchises. The idea that, you know, um, a movie from the 80s that isn't really a well-known, like great movie. It's just it's got its following. It's got its fan base. And it was a huge, you know, a huge movie of that time um, that, you know, 30 some years later can come back with a, you know, a movie that, you know, definitely acknowledges that excess in, in fun ways and how silly some of that stuff is. And then in, on the other hand, kind of finds a way to take the franchise in a more serious, more action uh, oriented you know, like the last 30 minutes of the movie is phenomenal. Like, I feel like whether you think the movie's cheesy whatever criticism you'll find in it. And, and there are problems with the movie, I'm sure. And I acknowledge some of them, but like, I feel like that when they go on that last mission where they go on the mission in the end of the movie, 
I feel like that last half an hour is just pure action, adrenaline, popcorn movie. Like it's wow. great. It's so good. Um, and it's why Tom Cruise is a movie star. Honestly, it really is. Like he just completely knocks it out of the park, especially in that last half an hour. Um, but yeah, man, I, I loved it for sure. I can't. So I, I, I honestly can't wait to see it again. I, I want to go see it again. So I'm going to suggest a Disney Plus uh, spinoff series from Top Gun that is that follows the the local piano teacher in the area who teaches everybody how to play uh, great, balls great balls of fire. Of fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, called no, no, Goodness totally. Gracious is the name of the <laughs> name of the show. Uh, you're on something. That. I mean, we gotta we gotta start um, developing this. Somehow we'll get the well, somehow somehow we'll get the rights to it. I said Disney Plus, but technically you it did. should be on Schmovie Plus. You know, technically or, we should or, be developing or this Par- It should be on what, what is Paramount? Paramount Paramount Plus or Paramount Plus? But people like that Plus shit, don't they? Yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> it's real it's That's really so cool weird. to just add Plus to the end of it. Yeah, because it's extra. You know what I mean? It's like that good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Did you guys see anything else you want to mention? That's the only other thing I really I really saw besides finishing Stranger Things, but up. We should talk about that after the season ends, I guess. Yeah. No, I'm good. Ron has time to catch up. You good, Ron? Yeah, I'm good. All right, cool. Moviesmovie.com is the website. You can go there to find the podcast options in terms of subscribing on whatever whatever podcast platform you prefer to use. We should be available on all of them. You can listen right there on that website as well. All of our library, our catalog is all available right there. And also jump onto the links for our social media for the YouTube piece, which I mentioned earlier. If you want to watch the video element of this podcast to get all the great facial expressions that we provide uh, during the recording of every podcast. Such, w- w- one such as this and this. Yeah. But see, you got to you gotta go g- subscribe to see what John just was talking about. <laughs> right. It's just yes. like the ultimate tease. <laughs> we all just knocked it out of the park. We killed it, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's what we, it's what we uh, thrive at, and we, it's like really our strong suit is the facial expressions. It's what we do. Um, we should just have an audio podcast where we only do different facial expressions. That would, that would succeed, right? That, that would, would finally kill, send people to the, the video version, surely. Yeah, we yeah. Just... I mean, okay, we got to talk about that off, off the air here. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you can subscribe, if you go with the audio route and you subscribe on whatever platform you're using, if there's an option to leave a review or a rating or a share button available, which most of them have, the little like box with the arrow pointing up, beep, if you beep, hit that beep. and share the podcast with a friend or a family member um, or someone you just like, just like or dislike, I don't know, just someone. Someone you just met. Either way. It could go either way. <laughs> If they have Somebody. an active cell phone plan and can receive text messages or emails. This could be the icebreaker that you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. Uh, be appreciated, you know, obviously. <clears throat> we'll be back next week with a new episode. And uh, as always, you made our day. Thanks. Bye. Hashtag home light. <laughs>